Last week, I began looking at Christ in the chaos and how we can uh, live lives of purpose amidst the chaos. And, and as we continue to, to sort of grapple with the chaos, today I want to speak on trust versus control. It's essentially two ways to live, and you can really only choose one or the other. They don't mix, a bit like oil and water. And one feels risky, uh, but leads to life and to freedom, and the other, well, it doesn't. And in this, in this battle of, of trust versus control, which one is going to win in your life? It's tricky for those of us who like to have all of our ducks in a row. I mean, even if you wouldn't consider yourself particularly a a control freak, uh, this this past season has been difficult for us, hasn't it? It's testing our levels of trust. It's testing me. Because the world does feel out of control. You know, take the virus. We we talk about getting uh, the virus under control, and, and we've tried lots of different things, but the virus still seems out of control. And, and in our lives, we, we use all these different levers to, to get our lives to, to work the way that we want to, to, to give us a sense that we feel in control. And very often, I find myself in new situations and thinking, I haven't come across this one before, and I can't just pull the same lever and get the same result. You know, actually, control uh, was always an illusion. It's, it's God's job to control. It's, it's our job to trust. It's why I like that, that Peter says in our passage today to, to clothe yourselves with humility towards one another. And that's, that's for two reasons. Uh, firstly, uh, trying to c- control things. It's, it's pride by another name. And the opposite of pride is humility. So if I'm going to, to trust God, I need to clothe myself with humility. And the, the second thing is, is that he says to clothe yourself with humility towards one another. And, and the way that pride works itself out much of the time is in relation to other people. You know, lockdown or no lockdown, you and I, we, we don't just live ourselves hermetically sealed in, in one solitary bubble. Pride uh, might be uh, trying to, to control your kids, to control your colleagues, to control your friends, to control situations. But that only compounds the chaos. And, and back into lockdown, where we're back to the danger of, of withdrawing and retreating into ourselves. And pride, it, it festers in an echo chamber. You know, just a, a cul-de-sac of our own emotions and feelings and thinking. But this is a good moment for you and me to to practice clothing ourselves with humility. Before you you hit send on that email or or pick up the phone to that person you really don't want to chat to, ask God, God, would you clothe me with humility? And and if we're able to to manage that, there's this amazing promise that we read. The the next thing Peter writes is that God opposes the proud, but he shows favor to the humble. I mean, can you imagine living your life just sort of walking into, as as if you're walking into one of those really heavy storms where you've got all the wind against you and you're barely able to breathe, let alone uh, move? It perhaps feels a bit like walking on Clapham Common in in the mud the past few days. The alternative... Is, is God showing you grace, 
God showing you favor. And it's a choice between the worst thing and the best thing. It's, it's trust versus control, grace versus opposition. So I can either trust God and receive his grace and his favor in my life, or I can seek to control my life, which is, is pride, uh, which, let's be honest, is less about God opposing me than, than me opposing God, me choosing to oppose God. So, so which one is it going to be? It's asking ourselves the question, you know, do I think that I know better than God? You know, God, I, I see what you say about the way that I should live my life, but you didn't really see this pandemic coming either, did you? You know, leave this one to me. But the, the only way to, to make sense of the madness and to, to navigate the unknown is to live life under God's authority, the never-changing word of God. And not updated for modern audiences. No one has ever improved on the teachings of Jesus. No one has improved on the, the person of Jesus, the logos, the word made flesh, the, the order in the cosmos, the order amongst the chaos that we can look to. And, and God, he is not running low on favor and grace. He has an endless supply of grace. And so rather than, than clenching your fist, you've, you've got to open your hand. So seeing if you're, if you're trusting uh, God is not just asking, uh, do I think I know better than God? But it's also asking, uh, do I depend on God or on myself? Do I depend on God or on myself? Peter writes in verse six, humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. What does he mean by that? Well, I wonder if you've ever been to the circus. Uh, perhaps your life feels like a circus right now. Um, Henry Nouwen, the, the Catholic uh, writer, he spent a lot of time observing trapeze artists. And uh, as you know, someone swings from one side of the circus tent to the other, and they are caught by the other person swinging uh, from the opposite direction. And Henry Nouwen, he spent a lot of time observing some trapeze artists in a particular troupe, and he spoke to, to the leader. And the leader said to him, as a flyer, I must have complete trust in my catcher. The secret is that the flyer does nothing and the catcher does everything. And what now I noticed is that what happens is, is the moment the one trapeze artist is caught by the other, the one who is flying has to be completely still. They have to, to let go of their grip, don't they? They have to let go of the bar, to let go of the grip, but also to be completely still. And it's only then that the other person is able to catch them. It might feel scary, but it's really quite exhilarating. And, and Psalm 46 is an amazing psalm for a time like this, acknowledging the, the chaos that is raging around us. And in it, the psalm says, be still and know that I am God. That might be easier said than done, I know, but God, he, he, he doesn't sort of wrestle control from us. It's like if you're going to see a counselor. It, it only really works if you're uh, willing to get the help. It only works if you're signed up to, to humble yourself. And it's the same with God. He doesn't force you into anything. 
And what's more, just like that trapeze artist, it sounds like a paradox, but we've got to actively choose to do nothing. To do nothing at all. Actively choose to, to stop running around like a, a headless chicken, taking our lives into our own hands, taking masses into our own hands, and to depend on God rather than on ourselves. Perhaps the circus isn't your thing. Uh, put it this way. Uh, if you think about baptism, to help us understand what it, what it means to, to humble ourselves under God's mighty hand, in baptism you, you fall into the water, don't you? Under, under someone's hand, into a kind of death. And then that same hand raises you up out of the water into new life. And this is why when someone says to me, uh, Jamie, I'd like to get baptized, I say, are you sure? I mean, I, I put it more nicely than that. But what's going on here is, is it saying, Jesus, I'm depending on you. I'm not depending on me, not depending on my career, or my family, or success, or, or anything else to save me. I'm depending on you, Jesus, to be my savior. It's, it's also saying, Jesus, be my Lord, which is, is the same thing as saying, uh, Jesus, I don't know better than you, but you know better than me. It's trust rather than control. And that's why Peter writes about being lifted up, because in pride we, we try to elevate ourselves, wanting to be in control, to be in charge, to be our own Lord. But trust is saying, Jesus, would you be in the, in the driving seat of my life? I love what, what J. John says, is that, you know, we, we, we may have invited Jesus into the car, but where have we put him? Have we put him in the glove box? Or have we put him in the boot? Or perhaps we have put him in the, in the driving seat, but actually we're a bit of a backseat driver. But we either trust God or we don't. And we, we often think that we're trusting in God, but, but actually, really, we're trusting in certain outcomes for our lives. We're saying, God, I will trust in you if you lead me to that place. I'll follow you if you make this happen in my life. No, no, that, that, is, that is trying to control God. But, but trusting God is saying, God, I trust you to drive me. I trust that you know how to drive the car, and I trust you to know where to drive the car. It's about both the, the destination and the journey. And, and when we do this, when we humble ourselves, Peter says, God may lift you up in due time. But you have, have to go down in order to go up. At HDC, we have a list of values. We have an A to H of values. And you may think, why did you stop there? Um, but two of them are D for dependent. D for dependent. And, and largely, uh, you know if you're depending on God through prayer. You know if you're depending on, on God, if you're uh, trusting God by your prayer life. But then it's E for empowering, D for dependence, and E for empowering. And they may sound like opposites, but really they're actually two sides of the same coin. Because as you, as you depend on God more and more, he will empower you, he will strengthen you, he will build you up. As you humble yourself under God's mighty hand, he will lift you up. And ultimately, uh, you and I, we will know future glory with God in heaven. But, but God, he has amazing plans for your life in this life. And so if you want to know God's favor, you need to, to live under his authority. And, and he will lead you, he will guide you into far greater plans than, 
than you have for your own life. And he, he will raise you up. If only uh, you will, rather than seeking to control your own life, you will, you will trust in him for the full weight of your life. And then, then finally, Peter says in verse seven, to, to cast all your anxiety onto him. Cast all your anxiety onto Jesus because he cares for you. What, what does it mean that Jesus cares for you? you know, by that, it doesn't mean that Jesus, he, he wants to send you a get well card. What does it actually mean? Well, the, the, the kind of care that Jesus has for you, it's, it's actually the kind of care that, that Jesus, he, he really gets it. When you think about it, he, Jesus doesn't ask you to do anything that he hasn't already done himself. I mean, Jesus, he didn't have a, a, an issue with pride, but in Philippians, we read that, that Jesus, he humbled himself, becoming obedient to death, even death upon a cross. And how did the, the climax of that process look for Jesus? Well, think of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. He said, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. Jesus hands over control to his Father. He trusts the will of the Father. He is placing his trust not in, in chaotic forces, but the Father who loves him. And, and you are placing your trust, you are placing your anxieties into the Father who loves you, the, the Son who saves you, and the Spirit who empowers you, who enables you to let go of control. To not, to not just let go of your anxieties, but to let go of the whole control of your life onto Jesus. And so, yes, give Jesus your list of, of your worries and your anxieties and your burdens. Write down those things which are out of your control, those things that feel out of control, and, and hand them over to God. It will be good for your mental health. It will be good for your sleep. But don't stop there. Jesus wants you, all of you. It's saying to Jesus, take my desires, take my will, take my anxieties, take it all. I let go of them. To the, to the one who is both mighty and the one who cares for me to cast my cares, to cast my life onto Jesus. I, Jesus, I trust you with my relationships. I trust you with the outcomes. I trust you with the process. You know better than me. I depend on you. And may I know you, Christ, in the chaos. Amen.